I feel like every Sunday we just get further and further in the presence of God and, and God's doing great things in this house. And, you know, it, it just amazes me uh, week in, week out, just hearing so many good reports across the life of the church and God is doing amazing things. And can I encourage you, if God's doing something in your life, why don't you share it with somebody? Come on now. And you might say, is that important? Absolutely. Because when you share a good news story about what God's doing in your life, it spurs people to believe that if God can do it for you, He can do it for them. Come on now. And God's in the business of doing great things in your life. And you know, there's one thing I know is that God is building His church. Come on, can I hear an amen? And you know what? I love what the Word says. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Come on now. But there's one thing I know, that God is not only just building His church, but look at me, He's building you. Come on. God is not just building His house, He is building you. And when you, when you hear a, something like that, uh, you know, a scripture like that in the Word of God, when, when the God says that He's building His church, the church is made of people. So when it says that He's building His church, you've got to know something. God is building you. He's building your life. He's building your family. He's building your work. Come on now. He's building your business. He's building your relationships. Come on now. He's building you. And for the next few moments, uh, I would love to share uh, a message entitled, It's Time to Pray. Come on. It's time to pray. Come on, why don't you high five your neighbour on your right and say, it's time to pray. Come on now. To your left, it's time to pray. Come on now. (laughs) Hey, you know what? What's interesting, no matter where you find yourself, no matter if you're a vet in the faith, whether you said Jesus 10 minutes ago, no matter where you find yourself, whatever situation, whatever circumstance you face, you've got to know something. Prayer is for you. Come on now. Prayer is so important. You know, we talk about, you know, the air we breathe, can I just encourage you that prayer is the breath of heaven that is available to you to come into your life and do something in your life and your circumstance. And you know, prayer is an essential part of the journey of a Christian. In fact, when you gave your life to the Lord, and you know, for some of us that might have been recently, but for others it might have been a very long time ago, think about where your relationship with Jesus started. It started by saying a prayer. You know, I was talking to a very good friend of mine uh, the other day about, and just rem- reminiscing about the days we were in Bible college and how, you know, how we came to know the Lord. And, you know, what was interesting is that God has a way of getting to us and touching our lives like we never thought was possible. You know, I, I had the opportunity to grow up in this house and I love this church. It's an amazing house. And thank God for the amazing heritage that in this place to see the city one for the glory of God. And I was actually thinking about quite a while back how I was sitting in a service just like this. There was, there was amazing worship. The, the, the word was powerful. And then afterwards, the preacher gave an altar call and asked a question. And it was this, are you in right relationship with God? And I remember that after that time, you know, listening to the, to the word of God, it came to that time, there was, the, the call went out. And I remember just sitting in a service just like this and I had the Holy Spirit speaking to my heart and this was many, many years ago saying, hey, James, you need to get your life right with God. And so afterwards, whilst that was all happening and the the word gone out, I remember sticking my hand up and saying a prayer asking Jesus to come into my life and my life has never been the same. 
And the beautiful thing about when you accept Jesus Christ into your life, not only does it change you, but it changes your dynasty, it changes your family. My children are now walking the blessing because of the decision that was made many years ago in this beautiful house. But I also was thinking about when my mate was telling me about um, how he got saved, it wasn't like my experience. In fact, the Holy Spirit was also speaking to his heart. He wasn't in a church service like this. He was at home and he, he, there was a question that was stirred up in his heart and it was this, how do I get saved? So what did he do? Now this is, I want us to understand something. This is in the very early 2000s when internet had just come out like Napster and things like, oh, I shouldn't be saying that. But anyway, you know what I'm, those who are nearly 40 you know what I'm talking about. But he was in his room and he was just seeking the, the, uh, seeking the face of God. He had not yet given his life to Jesus. And he typed this question into Google. And, that, and it was this, how do I get saved? And what was really interesting about this, you know, he, he Googled it. And after he Googled it, he said the prayer with his heart and Jesus Christ came into his life and his life has never been the same again. Many years ago, many, sorry, many years afterwards, he actually went to Bible college and, and really just sought out the presence of God like in a greater way. So what am I trying to say? Prayer is not limited to tradition. It is not limited to location, but is limited to a person that says, God, my heart is open to receive something fresh from you. And you know what the challenge can be is that maybe if you've just made this decision for Jesus or maybe you're about to make that decision for Jesus, your heart can be soft. But I want to speak to the people in this room who have been with Jesus for a long time just for a moment. And the challenge but the opportunity is that we have is that do we have an opportunity to keep our hearts soft and malleable towards God. And the thing is, you know when the Bible says go from glory to glory? What's, so when we, when we continue to keep our hearts soft towards God, what's happening is that, you know, what God has put in this season of your life will be a blessing for the next season, which will then bless the next season. But you just never know the difference it can make and how it can change your life in Jesus' name. Very good, very good. The wonderful thing about prayer is not shoehorned into tradition or environment to have full effect. Never get to a place where you think, is God actually hearing my prayer. Jeremiah 29 verse 12 says this, then you will call upon me and go to me and I will listen to you. You know, I was thinking about my friend and I, how we had a very different experience in coming to know the Lord and that God is a God who wants to meet us where we're at. Come on now. God is wanting to meet us where we are at. We don't have a, need to have all the ducks lined up. We need to, ha, need to have everything in order. We just need to be people who say, God, speak to my heart. I open my life to you and I will listen to what you have got to say in my life. Because God's in the business of meeting you where you are at. I mean, most of us will probably be familiar with Jeremiah 29, 11, you know, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. But maybe can I encourage us today that maybe verse 12 is for somebody in this house and online. And I'm just going to repeat it again because it is so important. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. When my friend gave his heart to the Lord in his bedroom, looking up a prayer on Google, he did not know that his life would be forever changed in Jesus' name. 
So let's never get to a place where we think that everything just has to be perfect in order for God to do something great and amazing in our lives. But when we pray to God, what are we actually doing? Now, that's a question. When we, are, when we pray, what we are doing is we are calling upon the name of the Lord. Come on, can I hear an amen? amen. We are calling upon the name of the Lord. We are not speaking to thin air, but we are speaking to the creator of heaven and earth. Come on, can I hear an amen today? We are speaking to creator of heaven and earth. But notice what happens when we call upon the name of the Lord. And I love this. And I, the creator of heaven and earth, will listen to you. You know, hearing and reading this verse of scripture in my life has been so important for so many reasons. And sometimes we can get to the point where we think, God, are you answering my prayer? God, are you hearing my voice? God, do you, is it really that important to you? Just like it, I feel like it's important to me. And there are many reasons why we think God doesn't listen or hear prayers. But I have found that, I have found that most of the time, the reason why we, even, we go down this path is because we think we associate prayer, and let me hear this, say this, answered prayer based on our timing. We think that if, if God, if you don't do it within the time frame that I think is right, then maybe you are not listening to me. But I want to encourage everyone in the room today, maybe you Maybe there's someone in this room, maybe you've been praying for a child for a long time and you were just wondering, maybe, it's not, maybe things are going backwards. Maybe you're you know, praying for your business, maybe you're praying for your marriage, maybe you're praying for your workplace, maybe you're praying for your health and you're wondering, God, where are you in all of this? Can I encourage you today with this, that if you can't see it, it doesn't mean that God's not doing it. Come on now. There are some things that maybe we don't see, and maybe there's a good reason for that. And if we saw everything God was doing in the background, maybe we wouldn't need this thing called faith. Maybe we would not need to trust God. Maybe if we knew all the answers before the, the answer came, maybe there was, we would lose that place where we would stop relying on God. And can I encourage us today, when you seek the face of God in prayer, what's actually doing is things are changing in our lives. We need to know that God's timing is not an indication of whether God has heard us or not. I'm going to repeat that again. We need to know that God's timing is not an indication of whether he has heard us or not. Just because we can't see it doesn't mean he is not working on it. Jeremiah 29 verse 13. I love the book of Jeremiah. It's a great book. And I know a lot of great Jeremiah's. They're great people. Amen. And you will seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all. Everyone say all of your heart. How about Matthew chapter 7? I'm going to pick it up from verse 7. Ask. Everyone say ask and it will be given to you. Seek. Everyone say seek and you will find. Oh, you can have to repeat that too. Yeah, great. Knock and the door will be open. Well, while we're at it, we may as well do verse 8 as well together. For everyone who, everyone who asks receives, that's how you'd have to repeat it, and for he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks the door will, everyone say will, will, will be opened. You know what's funny? When I used to read this scripture as a young Christian, and I'm, now that I'm starting to develop in my faith, I have learned that sometimes when we read the Bible, we can just take it for surface and face value. But there's a lot of things in the Word of God that God wants to reveal to us 
It's not by accident that we don't fully understand the Word of God when we first read it to understand what He's actually trying to say. And the beautiful thing about the walk with God is that when you read the Word, you engage the presence of the Holy Spirit and He teaches you things and takes you deeper into the Bible. And in this particular instance, I used to think that maybe this is just about persistence, maybe someone's asking for something, but I actually found that it's actually more than that. In fact, in this word, Jesus is actually speaking to people about how we ought to pray and how we ought to approach God within the situations that we face. What's interesting is when, when we look, uh, look at a couple of these verses, ask and it will be given, if we break that down, we see a verb, which is asking, that's an action word, and this is not a literature class. But then after that, after that asking, after that verb, then there is now an, an action that happens and takes place. But what about verse 7, ask, sorry, when we see verse 7, we see ask. To ask is to call upon for an answer. So when we are praying to God, when we are approaching God for an answer, maybe we need wisdom, maybe we need a solution, maybe we have a problem or a situation that we're facing and we just really don't know, God, how are you going to do this? Can you do this? We need to ask God. Are you in a place today where you need the wisdom of God in your situation? Come on now. Maybe you're, you're a place where you need guidance uh, to help, help you with what you are facing. Maybe you're, you're a business person and you need wisdom to navigate cash flow and stock issues. Maybe you need the wisdom of God. I know as a parent, and there are many parents in the room today and online Hey, we need the wisdom of God on how we can navigate and teach our children the ways of God. Amen. Amen. It is so important that every decision we make, we don't make it based on last night's dinner, but rather based on the wisdom and the hand of God. Come on now. If we want to make right decisions, we need to get the wisdom of God. But I love the book of James. And it's a fantastic book. and probably one of my favorite books in the Bible. I don't know why we're laughing about that, but it's a big Amen. And what I love about the book of James, and I can identify with this guy, because when he writes stuff in, in Scripture, he's not here for haircuts. Like, he's just straight down the line, just calls it how it is. And I love what he says in verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. The second word, in Matthew chapter 7, we see, and I'm going to highlight this word, is the word seek. In context, this verse, um, sorry, in context, the verse of this word seek refers to a person orienting themselves towards God and in pursuit of God rather than their own desires. This changes the whole verse of Scripture, doesn't it? Come on now. So what is happening here? When we pray, we're not just coming to ask God like as if we're coming to God like a online shopping on a shopping list. We're not just going to God with our shopping list. Yes, I need milk, I need eggs, I need... I'm trying to rattle off what my wife asked me the other day when I was at the shops. Have you ever been to a place and husbands and wives, it could be the other way around, I told my wife, honey, I'm just going to buy some coconut water. And my wife, and I said to her, the single dumbest thing you say when you, when you go to the shops, honey, do you need anything? And as I'm, as I'm walking around the shops, I got my coconut water, I get a text, can you get bananas, got them. And you know what the thing is, I didn't even get a trolley. So I figured I'd be in and out, and then I get, yeah, honey, can you get eggs, can you get drinks, can you get nappies? And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
You see, when we, go to, when we pray, we are not coming to God like we're going shopping. Come on now. Yes, there are things that we need. Yes, God wants to do things in your life. Yes, He wants to bless you. He wants to help you. He wants to do things. But I want to take us on a journey that maybe, just maybe, God is wanting to do something more than just answer needs. Come on now. He wants to do something so much more. So when we are approaching God in a position, when we approach God, we are coming to a place and a position where we say, God, I am willing to align myself to your plan and your purpose in this situation. I don't know about you, but I've come to God many times where I've said to God, God, I want to, I want to change my life. I want to do this. I want to do that. But It's only just recently I've discovered that, God, you have a plan and a purpose for that situation that I'm seeking for you right now. That when I'm just, when we're just praying, we're not just praying. No, we are getting our place, we're getting to a place where we take ourselves to like the tire shop and get a wheel alignment so we can move forward in Jesus' name. You know, we might be in a place where when we pray, we might not see how it will work. We don't understand if it'll work. We have no idea of the outcome but there needs to come to a point where we say, God, we are fully submitted to what you think it needs to be in this situation. Come on now. So what is happening here? When we spend time with God, seeking Him for something that He is working in our lives, we are getting realigned. Could it be just maybe prayer is not just about asking for solutions to problems, but maybe it's prayer is about saying, God, I want to realign myself to what your will and purpose is. Come on now. Could it be the real miracle, the real blessing, the real breakthrough might not be God meeting the need, but God, maybe you're changing my heart and you're changing my perspective and you're changing my mindset so I can be everything you've called me to be. Could it just be maybe today the real Blessing and the real answer to prayer might not be just changing the situation, even though God can, but rather changing our lives and changing our hearts in Jesus' name. Come on now. Hey, can I encourage us? Hey, let's get deeper in prayer. Can I encourage the church today, online, in the room? Hey, let's get deeper in prayer, knowing that prayer does not just change situations, but changes us in Jesus' name. Matthew 6.33 says this, But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. But what about going back to Matthew 7, where it talks about knock, knocking on the door. You know, to knock is to strike a surface noisily to attract attention. And it got me thinking that, you know, when we knock in prayer, you know, the term knock, it's, it's synonymous with making noise. But we need to know that our God is not deaf, that our God listens and hears when we call upon His name. Come on now. That maybe, just maybe in this, what, what, what Jesus is trying to say here, it's not about making noise, but rather the intent of our hearts to seek after His face. You see, to, what, what we're actually doing is we're saying, God, I am listening to what you say it needs to be in this place. When we pray and we seek his face, it's not about making loud noises, but it's a heart position that says, God, I humbly come before you today and I want you to know that I am serious about this and I know that you are more than able. Verse 7 says, knock and the door will be opened to you. 
You know, there are some doors in our lives that will only open when we seek the face of God. Come on now. And I want to encourage everyone in the room, and maybe you're in a place where you've been praying and you've been asking God to move in a certain circumstance in your situation. And maybe it seems like it's not happening the way you thought it could or should or would. But I want to encourage you today that as you continue to seek the face of God, God is not only changing that situation, but God is changing you. And maybe the real miracle is not found in what we see, but maybe the real blessing is found on what others don't see and only God sees. You know, when you pray, let me ask you a couple of things. When you pray and you seek Him, do you come to God with prayers that are 50-50? I mean, has prayer become a ritual in your life? Has prayer become something that you do on autopilot? Oh, come on, let's get serious. Because I know I have. I've done that. It's like when we come to God in prayer, we hit the cruise button. You know, our family car, when you hit the cruise button, it brakes and accelerates and steers by itself. It's, autonom- it's almost autonomous. But every now and again, just to make sure that the person who's driving is awake, it starts blip- blipping on the dash. And sometimes we can come to God like that. We can come to God in a position that's autopilot. We know how to brake, we know how to accelerate, we know how to steer. But I wanna encourage us today that God wants to do more in your life than autopilot. Come on now. That prayer is a time where God wants to change your life. He wants to grow strength in you. He wants to put concrete in your, in your spine. Come on, can I, am I allowed to say that in church today? And I don't want this to be derogatory. I'm, I'm, no, I'm not, I'm not into that. But I wanna tell you that God wants to put strength in you as you seek His face. Because, you know, I love what the Word says, when I am weak, then I am strong. Come on now. And, you know, is your, if your prayers become flat today, maybe it's time to ask. Maybe it's time to seek. Maybe it's time to knock. For everyone who asks, receives. For, see who, for he who seeks, finds. To him who knocks, the door will be open. Church, it's time to pray. Come on. It's time to pray.